I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. Hello, you guys. Uh, Welcome to Mina AF. Happy Tuesday. I hope everyone had a good Monday. Today is actually... (laughs) I'm already crying. (laughs) Today's actually a Saturday. Um, But I'm a little behind on episodes, so this probably isn't too distant past. Um, But today's episode is just hopefully to make you all... (laughs) who feel like you're doing nothing right and struggling, feel a little bit better because even me, who has a TV show and a beautiful husband and beautiful kids and a beautiful house and all the things to be happy about feels like a complete lump of useless shit right now for so many reasons. So that's what we're going to talk about. And I've also like been sitting in my fields because Steve is gone at a concert, which is great. Like he does not go out much. He doesn't like to leave me. He doesn't like to leave the kids. But earlier today, actually it started earlier this week, I really thought that things would be less stressful once I was done filming. And I've been done filming for a while, but they just don't feel much different yet. And I watched an episode this past week. Um, I was actually out of town and, you know, watched it in the hotel room. And I by no means want to make light of people who have like real genuine like PTSD. But the result of me watching the episode was just so much anxiety and frustration and stress and had to take melatonin. I think I took two to get to sleep because I was just all in my head about it. And the whole drive home the next day, Steve slept a little bit. It was about a four-hour drive and I just just fucking like sat in it, sat in all like the shitty things I felt about it that I saw that did happen, that looked like they happened but didn't actually happen that didn't happen but looked like they did happen. Just so many things and it brought back so much of the challenges and why I felt like I needed to make an adjustment in my life. And it went through that whole next day. And I know I've talked about, I was, you know, I've, I've set some boundaries. I'm not super comfortable like being around some of my family members right now. But situations occurred where I was around some of them. So now moving forward, other family members expect me to be able to be at things because I was around them and it was fine. And just the aftermath of watching this episode put me in a spiral because there was supposed to be a family event that I had begrudgingly said, yes, I will go to. And then this happened and it brought back up so many unpleasant feelings. And then I was just panicking because I didn't want to go to this thing and I didn't want to back out of it because I love my family and it's important to them. And I just lost it. 
And Steve has no idea why I'm crying. And he's like, it's not that big a deal. Like, don't go. Say you can't go. Do whatever. I'm like, no, it is a big deal. Everything's a big deal. The world is ending. I'm freaking out. Nothing's better. Nothing's okay. Charlie's birthday was like two dang weeks ago. And I still haven't (laughs) thrown her a birthday party because there's an event every freaking day and there's a thing every day and I was going to do it this upcoming weekend. But then there were already events both days and it just seems like so much for me. It's so much for me. So then I was going to do it next weekend, but next weekend there's something else. And I really just want to not have a birthday party because we have 5 million family events and I love them all. The ones I go to, I love my family. I love seeing my cousins. I love the kids playing. I love seeing my siblings, the ones that I want to be around. And Charlie doesn't give a shit. She has a birthday party. She doesn't know the difference between a birthday party and playing outside in the field with the cousins. But I also feel like a terrible mom if I don't throw my three-year-old a birthday party. And she's forgotten. Jack, on the way to school yesterday, is like, so baby's birthday party's this weekend, right? And I'm like, ah, I just know. Maybe not. And he's like, did we already have it? Did I miss it? Which, again, like had me like almost crying on the way to school because <laughs> I can't get it together. You guys, I am so sorry. I'm super emo. Can't get it together to get a birthday party planned for a three-year-old. Who doesn't give a shit what the birthday party is? So all this happened. This is all happening like in one day. And Steve was just like, babe, just excuse yourself from the event, which is I think actually probably happening right now. It's actually the weekend. But I was still just feeling very anxious about it. And Steve's going to Farm Aid. If you guys are you know, from the Midwest, it's a big thing. And it's like an all-day thing. He was going to go at like 2 o'clock. And I just couldn't hang this morning. I was just so stressed and everything was making me anxious and making me cry. And I'm trying not to cry because it's the weekend and there's no reason for me to be crying in front of the kids. And um, his actually his brother and his uh, sister-in-law are awesome. And they had actually asked several weekends ago to have the kids overnight. Their kids are all grown and they just really love having them. And he was like, hey, they reached out. Like, do you want me to take the kids to their house when I go up north? And I was like, yes, please do that. I'm a piece of shit human right now. Oh my God, this is a terrible episode. <laughs> so I've been home. It's like evening, sun setting. And I feel like a failure because I had to send my kids away because I'm a hot mess. And I killed about the first four hours watching way too many episodes of Love is Blind till I ran out uh, and I'm, I'm all caught up. That's a whole other episode, you guys. That shit is wild. And then the last like four hours, it's just been like silence in the house. And Steve's been texting me the whole time because he's at this concert and you know people He's like, you know, people are coming up to me and saying, are like asking, are you, are you mean as husband? And, you know, I think he's a great sport about it. And what I actually told him was, <laughs> he's like, I said, did you, uh, did you tell him no? Like, no, I'm not mean as husband, just mess with him. And he was like, no, of course not. And his response was, again, which is going to make me cry reading because he's so sweet and supportive. I don't think you know how proud I am of you and who you are. Not 
a lot makes me happier than people showing you how much they love you because you're amazing. It's not fake. You're real. One of the things I admire about you, to which I replied because I can never be serious. My tits are fake. (laughs) But he said they're the best fake ones out there. But on the real, give yourself some grace. If the roles were reversed, what would you tell me? And I said I would tell you the exact same thing. But for me, when I get in this place where I feel like nothing's going right, I don't know if you guys can relate, but I feel like I need to like find something that I can control. And sometimes that's my closet. Sometimes that is like painting a room. I don't know if you guys, it's organizing the pantry or it's just something. Like when I'm not in control, I need to figure out something I can control. And that's what I told him. I was like, I just need to figure out one thing that I can control right now and do that one thing so I don't feel so helpless and nothing feels within my control. Like there's just nothing that I can grab onto right now. And he said, sometimes things aren't in our control and you just have to go with the flow. You're brilliant. We make a great team. We'll be fine. We'll be better than fine. Takes time sometimes. Do you know how much me and the kids adore you? What's more valuable than that? I know that doesn't fix your feelings, but not every person or mom and wife has that. And he's super right. And then he asked if he could bring me anything home that would make me happy like a patty melt, (laughs) which is so sweet of him. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but it's an ultra concentrated liquidless laundry detergent. It is the best of all worlds. EarthBreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin. I absolutely love them. They're so convenient. They take up very little space and you don't have the giant bulky jugs that always leak no matter how hard I try. One EarthBreeze Eco Sheet does all the hard work for you. And these tiny sheets can stop millions of detergent jugs from entering our ecosystem. Not only is it better for the planet, but EarthBreeze is also better for sensitive skin. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets are dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic, and free of bleach, dyes, and parabens. Making a positive impact in the world doesn't have to come at a cost to you. My clothes are clean, they smell great, and I feel like I've actually done something good just by doing my laundry. I think you should give it a try, and if you decide to go back to your old stuff for whatever reason, you get a full refund on your EarthBreeze purchase, no questions asked. Right now, my listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash AF. That's earthbreeze.com slash AF to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash AF. Eating better is so easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. All their meals are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. With over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. My absolute favorite meal from them was a shrimp pasta one, and that is hard to do in a warmed-up meal, and they were so perfect. They also have more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. That's right, no prep and no mess. 
We've done the math, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 and use code MinaAF50 to get 50% off. That's code MinaAF50 at factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 to get 50% off. But I guess I think like the unplanned episodes that I record tend to resonate most with you guys because thank you so much for all of you that do stick with me. Um, I think that's what you want. I think you like that that I'm a hot mess and it makes it, that's why I watch Love is Blind. It makes me feel like less of a hot mess. So maybe you guys all out there listening to me on Mina AF are like, yeah, no, it's normal to complete a complete shit show. Um, because even this person that is supposed to have it all together or looks like it has it all together does not have anything together. And it's just been one thing on top of the other. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know what my job is. I don't know. Like, I'm doing things every day. I fill the day and more. I run out of time. But it's just – like, I don't think I've figured out what the new goal is yet. And that's super hard. And not only is it hard for me, like I have two employees now, Brittany and Finley. And if I don't know what the goal is and I don't know like what we're doing, I'm comfortable in discomfort. Like that's just my life. I think a lot of normal, more emotionally, mentally healthy people are just are not as comfortable in discomfort. And so this week was really hard with them too because I'm trying to figure out like what the way forward is. What does it look like? What is the business? And does the business sustain just me like it used to? Or can I sustain two employees? Or do I need more employees again? I don't need headquarters anymore. Like, And that's been super challenging. Like for the last eight years, while it's not been you know, earth shattering, the regular income I've had is from the show. And I don't have any regular income anymore. I actually don't have any income unless I do something to create it. I'm, you know, renovating two houses, but those are three, four months out from completion. And then I have to actually sell them. So it's this very unsure time. For me, and I can control more of these things, so I can't even imagine how hard it is for the two girls that work for me who are really just trying to bank on the fact that I will get my shit together and that they can rely on me to have a job in six months, in a year, in five years, in 10 years, which is the goal, which is what I want. And I just am having a really hard time making them confident that I can do that because I know I can. I've just always figured shit out as I need to, but that's a lot to ask someone to be like, hey, just just chill here with your multiple kids and you know, house payments and car payments. I promise I'm going to figure this out. <sighs> So it's just a lot. So all of you who are feeling like it's a lot and you're not doing anything right, 
I feel the same way. I feel that way a lot. And I really hope you guys all have a person like I do with Steve to say, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things that aren't seeming like they're going right. And it's not going to fix anything, but think about the things that are right, which is my support staff and him, my kids. And we would, he tells me every day, I live in a cardboard box with you. We definitely have to change a lot of our lifestyle, but I believe him when he says that. I really, really do. And I think not a lot of people have that. So I feel very lucky. But right now I just feel like shit. I'm sitting alone in my house. It's quiet. I ate all the kids' candy. (laughs) And I tried to control things that I can control. So I started making uh, spreadsheets and presentations. And I listed some properties for sale. I kind of went through like my portfolio of of empty lots and I'm like, okay, let's look at these. Which ones make sense to hold long-term? Which ones should I list and sell? Which ones make sense? Which ones would actually make a profit? Steve and I have been having a lot of conversations about our own like internal properties and the point is for them to be like long-term investments for us to be able to retire on. But we're also at a position right now where the next three months are super, super stressful. There's so much money going out and not only not like regular money coming in for either of us anymore because he works for himself, but of our 11 rentals, five of them flipped the same month, like the the leases were up. And we missed kind of like that school move-in time. And for the first time in five years, half of our rentals are empty. And that's super, super, super stressful. It's stressful for me, and I know it's stressful for him. And the problem is that if I act stressed, he will lose it because I don't get stressed. I always have a a solution. I always have the answer and I always tell him, don't worry. Because if you guys, I'm sure you've all listened to the episode, the like the sobriety one, we talked a lot about like Steve had like picture perfect life until he was 18. And then kind of the whole rug was pulled out from under him and he found out that his parents had a drinking problem and they had lost their house and they couldn't pay for his college and everything was just gone. And that is his greatest fear. And me showing any amount of stress really makes it hard for him to keep control of that fear. Um, And by no means am I like, you know, not allowed to to like show weakness, but like that's – that those are our rules. Like I keep it together about money because that's not his strong suit. He can keep it together about a lot of other things for me, but when it's money, like I've always got it figured out and the end of this year is going to be it's going to be tough. There's so many things in the air that like I invested in headquarters. I've got some questions from you guys about like the update about headquarters and you know, it was supposed to be 
it was sold. It was it was under contract, and um, I'm sure you guys all know like that fell through. When that was under contract to sell for cash, that's when I put the offer in on the lake house that we bought, and I put the offer in for cash, and we didn't get it. We were ten thousand off, and I wouldn't come up because I really didn't want to make a bad investment decision. And then that all cash offer on headquarters fell through. I was like, oh my god, okay, this was meant to be. Like this, this works out well. And then that other offer fell through on the lake house and they came back to me and I said, I still want it, but I can finance it. And they let me do it. So we moved forward on that. But we also had a secondary offer come in on headquarters and then that fell through and it's listed for rent and it's listed for sale. I don't want to sell it. I just, I'm mentally not ready to accept that like that big dream and accomplishment isn't necessary anymore or isn't complete or wasn't done right. And it's just this emotional roller coaster every day because people will look at it and they're like, we might like it. We might not like it. We might rent half of it. We might rent it for a year. We might rent it for five years. And we're in the midst of that right now. So if that got rented, that would be like, okay, huge weight off our shoulders. It's 6,300 square feet. That's $10,000 a month. It would cover Charlotte Hall mortgage. It would cover headquarters mortgage. It would cover the store mortgage. Like it would cover so many things. And the store is really struggling. Like we, I was so excited when we opened Deco and it's just, it's just not been able to be what I wanted it to be. People come in from all over. They come in from outside of the country because the show and they love it and they take pictures and they, you know, they walk through it and they look at it and they say how cute things are and then they don't buy anything and they leave. So the store's not doing well and it's barely covering its costs and it's just a lot. It's just a lot right now. And I'm sharing it with all with you guys because hopefully my therapy helps be your therapy and we can all just kind of agree that we're a shit show together but doing the best we can so my my mode of control tonight was to try to make plans that probably none of which will work out because I can't control any of them but I'm definitely trying my darndest to pretend I can. Um, and then on top of all of it, I got a text um, from my mom this morning saying maybe we should talk. We do not talk. Um, we haven't in a long time. And it was early this morning and I just didn't really know what to do with it. And I know a lot of people, particularly the people who didn't take the time to listen to the podcast, but just saw the clickbaity titles um, that Today picked up and that People Magazine picked up and just want to judge me for, you know, not forgiving and forgetting because it's family and blood is thicker than water and, you know, it's your mother, it's your brother, it's your whatever it is, those people um, you know, can can think what they want, but it's just so complicated. And so many of you have sent in 
like Instagram messages or voicemails um, after the last couple episodes, really just saying, you know, it's a really hard thing to talk about. It's it's a polarizing thing to talk about, like issues with family and how different people handle them and what people think the right way is to do it. And I'm here to tell you, the majority of people think the way I'm handling it is not the right way. But there's also so many of you who sent messages in saying, thank you so much for talking about like the messy shit. Like this goes on with my family. I get judged for it, but it's just real. And it's the way I, like, I don't know how else to handle it. So whether I'm doing it right or wrong or somewhere in between, it's nice to know that at least I'm not alone. Hopefully it's nice to know that you guys aren't alone. We're all kind of struggling trying to figure it out together. And I'm 39 this year and I feel like I don't know shit about shit. I feel like I know more shit than I knew five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but I still just don't feel like I know anything. And the text kind of made me go back to our last communication, which was an email string from a year ago this month. And it just made me even more sad and I don't know a way forward, which is really frustrating because I want to know a way. And I really think the issue with so many interpersonal relationship problems are when there's all these layers, like all the strings attached. And what I'm trying to figure out in my head is, okay, if we can cut all the strings, if we can cut all the work ties, financial ties, um, just everything that makes you stay in a marriage, in a friendship, in a family relationship, if you can cut all the things where you're relying on them or expecting them and it can just be like a choice, okay, I need nothing from you. You need nothing from me. We're deciding we're going to move forward and let go of the past or work through the past, whatever it is. But I just, I, I guess I'm talking out loud, trying to figure out in my head, like, do you guys think that's possible to like cut all those strings? And I think for me, the first step is the separation of the show, making some distance. It's not a family business anymore. It hasn't been in for a long time. But I just feel like there's so much fallout from that still that is lingering. And it's like trying to creep its way back. And I don't know how to, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you guys this Tuesday. Um, it just felt like a rant, ramble. Sorry, it's got dark since I've been doing this. So if you're watching on YouTube and the lights, it's like the sun is setting. It's actually really pretty. I should go sit outside and get some fresh air. Um, but that's what I got, guys. If you're feeling like a mess, I'm feeling like a mess too. So just eat your patty melt, hug the person that loves you, kiss your kids, and just try to feel good about getting up and making it through the day because sometimes that's really all that matters.
That's all you can do. Um, I'm going to try to get some more of your questions. I'm going to do a fun episode with Steve soon um, also about uh, like um, health and like diet, weird questions, myths, stuff like the semaglutide shot and all that kind of thing. We'll try to do something a little more upbeat in the near future. Um, but I love all the messages you guys send in. I know a lot of them are on Instagram, but click the link in the show notes, you guys. Please leave um, your comments, your questions there. Um, I really love to be able to play them so you can put like a voice and a feeling with um, with a message. I just think it's it's so much more like impactful. So if you're comfortable doing that, click the link in the show notes. Send me a question. Send me a message. Send me your story. Um, I would love to hear it. And I'll see you guys all next Tuesday. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 